All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to TapCap Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that we're legally allowed to acknowledge on this podcast. I am Corey. Is that because I get in so many Twitter fights and they all hate me now? Yeah, I'm actually, this is my last podcast with you. I have to disavow and dissociate, especially your tweets about Age of Ultron, the beloved classic. So yeah, I mean, it started off so positive for you. Where the I'm, first tweet I saw was like, oh, I love this part. And then an hour later, got like the stars saying it's garbage. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, it wasn't an hour later because I watched it over three days. Um, Time no, means just, nothing to me right now. The first little bit is okay. And then it's not okay after that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how, that's how the Avengers feel about it as well. And probably yeah, how I mean, a lot of people who work with Joss Whedon feel about him. So fits yeah i mean i think he's pretty shouty from the start but yeah yeah but we are back after about a month off we were gonna do the victory's price podcast uh with star wars explained about three years ago march 3rd Mm -hmm. and uh unfortunately Eck has been sick since then so we weren't able to do it so we are here now to talk about victory's price which is fantastic and i loved but yeah, no, it was really good. Probably my favorite of the three, actually. Yeah, it might be my favorite of the 150, 200. Out of every every Star Wars book you've read, it's up there. Like, I, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be definitely S tier, strong contender for top of S tier for me. Mm-hmm. I get that. I mean, it was, it's good, but I just think like I don't like the new EU as much as as the classic stuff. So yeah, I know. I still prefer like the Legends continuity to new canon just because of how much is there but if i think Mm -hmm. about any individual book i don't know that i've ever been thinking about a star wars book as much as i did about this Mm. for and i i kind of spaced out how i was reading it because we were gonna do the podcast and then we didn't so i i still had a bit left so i was like i'm gonna hold off until we're actually doing the podcast to finish it so it's a bit fresher Mm -hmm. uh but even taking a few weeks off I was still thinking about it like at least once a day. Is like, do I, how do I feel about this? That didn't, that's something that I haven't really gotten with anything else we've read. Like I still love Plagueis and mm-hmm. I like a lot of the world building stuff that that does, but as an actual book, uh, making me think about things is not something that star Wars often accomplishes. The closest thing to it was maybe traitor when I read that a few mm-hmm. months ago, but yeah. But like, you didn't have like so you said you because you, you finished it today right like you didn't have issues remembering things because like I was like blanking out on parts of Alphabet Squadron two like I kind of forgot the entire cult plot. Yeah, like I definitely there was stuff from Shadowfall that I forgot about until the book reminded me of it, and even taking the time off where there were mm. elements of it that I did forget about. Uh, like I'm not saying it is a perfect or the perfect book. But no, I mean that's just in like, the scale of Star Wars books. That's not the book's fault. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to blame the book for my bad memory. Like no yeah. one beat me over the head with it. <laughs> like, like we'll yeah. we'll definitely get into the strengths and weaknesses of different parts of it. But uh, before we jump too far into the world of Alphabet Squadron, I, I think there's like too many opportunities where people probably should have died and didn't. Uh, but I think mm. there's reasons that they survive, and then don't put them in that situation either. Uh, and any Star Wars news you want to talk about before we? get into this mm, I, like it's been so long it's been i think our last episode was like 
what like was it march or february it was february like 25th or something Mm -hmm. yeah so just so people know what happened was like we weren't planning on skipping so many episodes um i had strep throat and then i also had a really bad cold which you can still kind of hear in my voice i'm gonna have at least one voice crack this probably like five and they're gonna get progressively worse and worse um but yeah sorry for the delay it completely fucked up all of our because we were going to do a, a discussion on wandavision yeah. i kind of doubt we're going to do that now yeah well um, I, I think you you just didn't want it to eat into your views on the video you did so yeah i'm still I mean, kind of upset about that we had to tell poor charlie he's not coming back on yeah i mean i'm trying to think of actual news though i guess we got the squadrons tournament to announce yeah you want to um, talk you, about that yeah, I mean, if you follow us on YouTube or follow me on YouTube, you'll know that we're doing a $20,000 Star Wars Squadrons tournament, largest Star Wars video game tournament ever, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, uh, weekend of May the 4th. I think it's the 9th and 10th. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check that out. I'm sure Corey will be involved somehow. I'll be involved, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Squadrons and then I guess we also have, we also have uh, Bad Batch coming up as well. When is, is like, that... It's May 4th. That is May 4th? Okay. Because I keep blanking on the exact release date, even though I should know. But Yeah, it's May 4th, and then I think they're doing one episode the first week, and then two episodes the second week. Okay. Yeah. How many episodes is the first season? I don't think we know. Okay. Because usually with the other ones, they announce the number of episodes, like Kenobi's a six-episode special event or something. Yeah, let me look. Uh, but it seems like of all of them, Bad Batch is the one that's most likely intended to have like a longer run, multi-season, Clone mm-hmm. Wars-ish thing. Yeah, I like. I think it's going to be a Clone Wars stand-in essentially. Like, I do think that they kind of need um, something to keep people occupied, like between the more like the live-action shows, which probably have a longer production time. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to get multiple seasons of many episodes. Hopefully. It seems mm-hmm. like they're open with all of them to go as long as they can get the money for yeah. it. But yeah. like you and McGregor can't be cheap for them to get as far as the no. the star power they're pulling for no. all the different series. Um, so, I mean, even more for Marvel because like the people they're getting for those like shows, like they're getting mm-hmm. like like uh, for what's it called, uh, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. Hawkeye is Hawkeye going to be a show? No, not Hawkeye. Sorry, Hawkeye's the bow and arrow guy, right? The Falcon, Winter, and Winter Soldier, Soldier, and Falcon. Yeah. Fuck, I knew it was something bird-related. It's like, uh, um, are we giving Jeremy Renner more I hate work? Jeremy Renner. No, I hate him. Have you seen his music stuff? Uh, no, but he, he looks like the kind of guy who... I'll have to send you his album, album after this, because it's, it's everything you're um, imagining. It's just... <sighs> Jeremy Renner looks like the kind of guy who would be at, like, a basketball court, like, at, like, 9 o'clock at night, just, like... Just smoking darts. <laughs> and the fact that in the, they give him Linda... I can never say her last name. Carta, Cartellini is just like... I don't believe it. She would never. <laughs> she would never. Well, even just the the makeup that Paul Bettany has to sit through mm-hmm. to be Vision, that, that alone has to cost trillions of dollars in all of Paul Bettany's sanity. That's yeah, why no, for sure. That's why the better like, I don't want to yeah, do it. Doesn't want to do Thrawn yeah, I don't because blame of that him. shit. Like, yeah, you spend enough time with Paul Bettany, he's gonna tell you don't do this shit. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like, um, 
like Don Cheadle can't be cheap either. Like, because yeah. he's in Falcon. Have you watched episode one of that yet? No. Pretty good. I I've been planning to watch it. I don't know if I want to like watch it all at once. Dana was kind of on the fence about whether or not she would want to watch it. So I don't know if I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like binge it on my own while working or something. But should we give a brief discussion of WandaVision? Or do you want to just not? I feel like we, we'd get uh, super far off track and then we'd never get to Victory's Price. 30 seconds. 30 All seconds. All right, go. It was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it more than you, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked its premise. I thought it could have been executed better, but you, I think, had less problems with execution. I I didn't like the the ending quite as much because I but at the same time you kind of know it's always going to devolve into people yeah. punching each other because that's it's Marvel. I just wish like it hadn't been the oh it's Marvel you can expect that you know. Yeah, that's fair. But like, at the same time said, we're like, going to say the same thing. And, uh, or scientist reading like Jedi Prince or something. At, at the end that's going to come down to just oh it's Star Wars and we'll move on. Yeah, I think comparing it to Jedi Prince is really f- helping it argument towards its quality. Look, I I've been reading Jedi Prince for the for my videos on the Grand Admirals and it's it's great. <laughs> I love it. It's like obviously whoever has Palpatine or Vader's glove is going to rule the empire. Like what else, what other mode of choosing a successor could you use? Yeah, I mean it's either glove or Palpatine grandchild. It's like those are the only two viable. <laughs> Why not? Why not Luke? Like he has a glove. He has a glove that's filling a similar purpose as Darth Vader's is. It's not Darth Vader's glove, but clearly they should be accepting Luke as both someone who has a glove and is the son of one of their Sith lords. Like I don't know if it comes up as a possibility ever in Jedi Prince, but they need to put some people on that. Doesn't that come up in one book? Um... I haven't read them all yet, so maybe it does. Don't spoil it, please. I, I still think that there's a chance that Trioculus could be Emperor by the end of it, and I don't want to be disabused of that notion. Even I can't wait till they make their way into TR. I can't wait till Robot Leia makes his, makes her way into TR. The best part about those books is that he's not the son. Kadan isn't Kadan. No one's who they're pretending to be in those books. Leia's not Robot Leia. <laughs> Too bad, because Robot Leia's pretty cool. Just need to throw in the fake to Asta, and it's it's great. But before we do Victory's Price, though, should we should we say anything about what we're doing next? Should we decide what we're doing next? Have I convinced you through this discussion to do the first three books of Jedi Prince? Mm, no, I don't think so. Well, I tried. I'd be open to it if, if that's really what you want to do. I, um, I don't know that it is, but I thought we talked about something, didn't we? Well, it was going to be Wandavision, and then we were going to do like yeah, we were talking about we Bad hadn't... Batch later. We talked in our Halo stream about doing like when Bad Batch is on, we do a weekly recap, and then have like every third week or something thrown a book. But mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about what we're doing after this. I don't think unless we're getting back to Jedi Cat or Young Jedi Knights. We'll think about it, but that's also something we could use feedback on, especially like the release schedule of um, the release schedule of Bad Batch, because it, it is going to be weekly episodes. So like, do you guys want us to do weekly? One thing we floated was moving up to two episodes a week because or two episodes some week weeks mm-hmm. anyway, because we'll do weekly, as you said, weekly Bad Batch coverage and then also kind of extra stuff as well. Yeah. And the Bad Batch stuff wouldn't be like hour and a half long it'd probably yeah, be, be sure. half an hour discussions or 
maybe we might even record them both at the same time yeah but uh but yeah so we'll we'll figure that out maybe we'll jump back to that closer to the end of the podcast uh but victory's price right did it cost too much did it cost just the right amount that was the problem it didn't cost quite enough (laughs) yeah um but no, uh, you were we were both lucky enough to get this one a little early, right? Yep. Yeah. Did you? So I listened to this on audiobook, um, as I always do. But it's a very nice, very nice hardcover. Uh, we got a bearded Will Lark on the front. Very. So you got the man. you got the hardcover early. I got the digital yeah. download. All right, I'm gonna have to talk to my Delray rep. Or no, no, I didn't get the hardcover early. I just they always just send me one eventually. Okay. Yeah. And by my Delray rep, I mean you. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. Here's, here's no, my I mean, copy, if anyone wants. You holding up your Kindle? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, let, let's give us a bit of basic overview, because it has been a while. Like, I'm I'm worried about also reading the new Thrawn book, because I don't remember at all what happened in Alliances, really. In Alliances or, or in Chaos Rising? Fucking Chaos Rising. Yeah, if you probably don't need to know too much about what happens in uh, Thrawn Alliances and Alliances for Chaos Rising or for uh, uh, Thrawn's Revenge, whatever they call it. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess we shouldn't assume that everyone listening has even listened to our episodes on Shadowfall mm-hmm. and Alphabet One because those were a fair while ago. That wasn't too mm-hmm. long after Shadowfall came out. Uh, that was like yeah, the one no. thing we've ever done in a timely manner. But, uh, but yeah, so Alphabet Squadron is uh, a New Republic intelligence unit that uses five different starfighters, and you'll find plenty of videos about why this is stupid, uh, but it's actually not stupid once you read the books because they're not no. forming a starfighter squadron that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the most common complaints I see about the series, and it's just very clear that when you're making those complaints, you haven't actually read the book, Mark, mm-hmm. but... Uh, so they are tasked with hunting down the 204th Imperial Fighter Wing, which is in Shadowfall and uh, and Victory's Price, kind of doing Operation Cinder 2. Yeah, so, I mean, Shadowfall is kind of like one of the most... It's not just a fighter squadron, it's like a whole wing. Yeah. So it's like multiple squadrons. They're In the first book, they're attached to a Star Destroyer. Um, at this point, they're kind of... They've fallen quite a bit. Is it a quasar? I've always assumed the Yadiz was a quasar. I thought it was like a bulk cruiser or something. Quasar. Mm. How do you spell it? Q-U-A-S-A-R. No. Y-A-D-E-E-Z. That's one thing about um, Yadiz nuts. One thing about re- listening to it on audiobook. Uh, yeah, it says it's a bulk freighter. I... I don't know. I pictured... Like, I always imagine it as, like, basically, like, Han's, Han's thing in Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Because um, it's, it's a piece of junk, basically, yeah. that they've um, kind of repurposed, and... Yeah, like, so by this point, like, the first book is kind of about them disrupting, because the, the, all the books take place after Endor. Um, we've got five pilots, of course, for each of the starfighters. Um, one of them being Eric Quell being a, um, former Imperial who defected after Operation Cinder, which is like when the Empire went and did all this nasty shit. Like they held down Nebu and farted on their face and like stuff like that. 
Um, at the urging, the not the fart, the the defection was at the urging of her commander, the commander of yes. the two hundred fourth. Soren Keys. Soren Kreitza. Good Star Wars name. What did you say? Kreitza. He's it's Keys. K R E I Z E. There's no R. Were you reading the same goddamn book, Corey? It's K E I Z E. It's the Itza that that matters. It's Keys. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Keys was trying to. F- Keys's whole thing is that he doesn't think that any of the Imperials that are still fighting, especially, will have any shot under the New Republic. So he mm. keeps committing atrocities, uh, kind of doubling down on the idea that like we need to keep doing this until we're stopped. We're going to die anyways. Mm. Uh, and the culmination of this book is that he's trying to attack Coruscant, which is an Imperial held world still to destroy a data bank that he and Quell who uh, find out or who has been working with him as kind of like a double agent for the new Republic. Basically Palpatine's big Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. This is how all the people who are targeted as uh, being given orders to commit or to take part in Operation Cinder were decided Mm -hmm. on. So Mm -hmm. everything it's, all the Imperial records on every crime all of them have ever committed, psychological profiles, just all the information that Palpatine could have needed to say, hey, you'd probably be willing to burn a world if I told you to. And yeah, he so thinks that if he does that, well. uh, that if the New Republic gets that, then they're going to hunt down all of them. And if he blows it up, they'll have a chance at life. Yeah, that was my favorite kind of theme of the book, because this is something that Erica is dealing with, too. It's basically how do you ever kind of what can you do to make what you did okay? It's like how can you possibly make everything you did okay? And at the end of the day, there's nothing. Like there's nothing that she can do to make what she did okay. Like there's no answer that's going to appear on the last page where it's like actually she was brain shipped by who whomever. Um like there's no there's no nothing that makes it acceptable. Like it's just it's shit that they did this and there is no like like, for some of them, there is no, like, happy answer where everyone gets what they want. Like, Soren Keys, he committed atrocities, and people committed atrocities under his watch. And, like, there's no explanation for that. Like, there's no... There's no, um, solution to justify that. Yeah, so it's, how do you atone for that? And also, how does the galaxy go back to peace after this has happened? At what point mm. can the fighting stop? At what point are people supposed to be held accountable? And what does that even look like? What does uh, what are even the New Republic soldiers supposed to do afterwards? Because while you have this stuff playing out with uh, with Quell and Keys that are trying to think like, or on the one hand you have Quell kind of saying or coming to the idea that whatever punishment is decided for her, that's out of her hands. Uh, mm. She can't grant herself absolution or forgiveness. Only the people that she's actually wronged can do that. And, and they might not. Like, that's yeah. just like, they might not. And for Keys, it's, we need to keep fighting. I need to look out for my own. And part of that means I'm going to keep doing this horrible shit because mm. I feel like if even if I stop, and he did try to stop, we're going to be hunted forever. Yeah. But... and. I, I like this because it's one of those things that appears to be morally gray. Like, oh, the, you know, these are just people on the Empire following their duty. But, like, at the end of the day, that it's not that simple. Like, Soren Keys is like, what the fuck? The, the New Republic won't let me just leave. It's like, 
you commanded the genociding of a world like and then he was perfectly to willing off. to go back and do it again when he felt like it benefited him personally because he wasn't willing to accept like mm -hmm. what quell accepts and what keys never accepts is that part of any kind of atonement is accepting that there may be consequences that you don't mm -hmm. like and what quell brings up in their final conversation on coruscant was like jumped right to the end of the book is that like yes Keys is trying to do something that if everyone dropped and moved on right now, maybe that would be the best way to move forward. But at the same time, that's not mm -hmm. going to be the case for a lot of them. A lot of the Imperials that are doing what they're being told to do here aren't just going to be told, oh, I can go home now and then just go home now. They're going to keep committing these atrocities. And mm -hmm. that's what they've been doing the whole time. Like, Yes, he had decided for himself, oh, I'm out. And we see him as the kind of fake persona in the previous book before he gets hunted down. But mm -hmm. he's still... He's basically trying to prevent either justice or atonement by erasing the information, which mm -hmm. is usually not a good way to deal with things. Uh, yeah. It's but... like there comes a point where like there's, there's no way out. Like, you gotta... Mm -hmm. You've got to, you lost and you've got to atone and accept whatever that means. One of the things that I did feel was a little bit heavy handed throughout the, like, I, I like generally the way that it was, that these themes were dealt with, but something that was kind of heavy handed or maybe a bit too on the nose with the symbolism was uh, Will wanting to go, like his planet mm -hmm. being referred to as home, uh, like mm -hmm. capital H a home and like you can never mm -hmm. go home again. Because... Mm -hmm. uh, Beyond Quell and Keys, you still have Chas, Nath, and Will, the other, like the New Republic pilots. Tyros. Still, yeah, still dealing with the same kind of things. Because like, while uh, Quell and Keys are like right after Quell and Keys have this conversation, we kind of time jump forward a little bit. And mm -hmm. even Will is holding a lot of what he did during the war over himself. And he wasn't really responsible for burning entire planets. So there's no, yeah, a broader he... treatment of how soldiers after a war are being treated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's also something that, um, uh, what's her name, is dealing with throughout the entire book, where she's got, like, nothing outside of, like, Alpha Squadron and her crew. Yeah, Chas is, um, like, looking Chass, for a way yeah. to commit suicide. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end, she's like, eh, actually, maybe not. Yeah, I actually, like, I loved that she had been established so well throughout the three books that just the simple line of she hoped she makes it actually had some impact. Mm -hmm. But they all they all end up living, which I, I thought at least one of them would die, and I thought it would be Will. Did you, did you get that feeling? <sighs> mm, I thought one would die, but I wasn't sure who it was going to be. Like, I, I really had no clue. I, th I thought it might be Erica because there was that no way out, but that was also kind of an easy way out for her. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Well, it's something Star Wars is usually not very good at, where like the villain turns good, and rather than kind of facing up to what it actually means to have been redeemed without it mm -hmm. being just like by fiat, like, oh, now Vader's great, Kylo's great, then they just immediately die. So you never have to really think about like, oh, what does it mean for them to kind of try to reintegrate in society? And that's mm -hmm. the whole thing that Quell is dealing with the entire time and that Keyes is trying to come to terms with having to deal with. Mm -hmm. And Keyes dies because he can't accept that like, no, at some point 
this does mean accepting like I have done these things. People will know I have done these things. So even if even if Keys is successful, they hunted him down without having access to that data bank. It's not like he's mm-hmm. and he's willing to kill thousands of people to get rid of this information. Mm-hmm. So the New Republic could just as easily have found out just as much information. He's sure it's a it's a symbolic thing for him to do, but it is yet another atrocity that he's piling on and it wouldn't have fixed the things he thinks it's going to fix. Yeah, and as this is happening, he's still actively like doing another Operation Cinder on like a new planet. Yeah. Or he's trying to. Yeah. Uh, or he had just tried to because there's this planet. I forget what's it called. It's the new one. Um, the... But it's weird because it's like, it's like it's got like, it, it's an interesting planet because it's got like all these constructs around it kind oh, of. Oh, the, the satellite planet with the battle? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name anymore because that one I did read a month ago. Mm-hmm. That was a cool planet, though. It's got yeah. like all these ancient satellites, which uses to regulate. There's a lot of chip planets in the book, which makes it a bit harder yeah. to keep track of some of them. Yeah. Well, that was a good, there were some good space battles as well. So in this one, the uh, the New Republic has moved on and has an Imperial Star Destroyer um, as their as their uh, like Harris well, flagship. Harris flagship, yeah. Barma blad- battle group, bladder group. That's gross. Mm-hmm. But, well, they even talk about it a bit with uh, with the ship, like Hera, how Hera sees the ship compared to Lodestar. Chadwa, yeah. And uh, how it still feels too imperial for her. And they make some some comments at uh, at Quell about like, oh, being at home on a star destroyer. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, though, just from, like, a ship nerd perspective. Yeah. I do um, think the the space battles in this series have been handled really well, because I've just recently read some of the other NJO stuff, and mm-hmm. some of those books are really good, because you have some by, like, Aaron Alston and Michael Stackpole, yeah. but then some authors, space battles They're are melting really planets better. with space mirrors? <laughs> yeah, the, the battle in... Uh, in Darksaber at Yavin just sticks with me as one of the <laughs> just, I just hate it so much yeah it's trash it's not even a battle it's just like they've got massive it's like okay we gotta destroy the Jedi Temple we've got a super star destroyer over the planet they've got no ships what should we do well they end up they have a galactic voyager which can fight all of them oh yeah well, easy yeah it was a bit like that in uh, Galactic Voyager. There's a few Mon Calamari cruisers that, like, they really hit above their weight, taking on, like, Super Star Destroyers and, like, Bon Ramonda fights and... an SSD. Yeah. Galactic Voyager fights an SSD and 20 ISDs. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. There, there's some some books that take uh, plot arms. Well, no, Mon Ramonda fights the... Or, no, it's not Mon... Is Mon Ramonda there in Courtship? Uh, the, the sovereign is this I don't think the sovereign comes up in court well I guess you have to assume that the sovereign is there based on the no that's the thing, it's but... the weird yeah the weird mistake. does the name sovereign get dropped in courtship is that where that comes from it or... gets dropped in the audiobook I think okay because yeah they called the sovereign accidentally 
Well, there's also like three Iron Fists in the book, and then I think that partially mm-hmm. gets retconned into Zinj's old flagship Iron Fist, the VSD, like pre-Endor. But courtship yeah. is super weird with trying to identify anything in it. Because mm-hmm. super good for getting me into fights on the Wook, though. Yeah, like you could justifiably come up with seventeen different sizes for a battle dragon out of that. Yeah. Oh well, there's no battle dragons in Victory's Price though, which I'm I'm putting down in my negatives column. There might have been one at Jakku. Well, it doesn't come up because we get a we get such a small picture of Jakku in this because which I really liked. Yeah, because they don't try to hide the fact that like yeah, what you're doing is important, but it's just this small part of what's mm. going on. When Chas is like bailed onto the planet and she sees the things like she thinks of them as like moths off in the distance. That's mm. got to be. Uh, the SSD being pulled down by the Starhawk, right? That's what mm-hmm. I assumed it was, which I thought was cool. Oh, you don't mean the part where there's like the literal horses she sees, like the the things from Will's planet? No, not the horse. Like she's looking in the sky and she's mm-hmm. seeing things in the sky, like small shapes in the sky, and it like turns sideways and it looks like wings, which I assume yeah. is the SSD being pulled down by the Starhawk. Yeah, um, Will sees it too, and he's in the escape pod. Yeah. Or it like he sees something turning the battle, and I assume yeah. it's that. I gotta say though, although I still don't like like I think a lot of the just arithmetic doesn't add up with like the Empire having that's all their ships and stuff. It did a good job of making the Battle of Jakku feel like this like mm-hmm. hellscape and like this like really traumatic but really like almost like dreamlike in its intensity. Like it's mm-hmm. like everything is there. Yeah. That's one thing that, like, I think Jakku is going to be, like, in these books for a long time because it's, like, everybody in the galaxy on either sides is there. Like, we we get Jakku in, um, spoiler alert, Corey, Lost Stars, you get the Battle of Jakku. Um, you get it in Battlefront 2. Um, you get it in, um, Empire's End. You get it now. You get it in other books where it's just, like, it's just like pure savagery just like it's just the end and they know it's the end which yeah is cool well i do think it it does still leave room for there to be other stuff like other imperials oh yeah who just aren't coming to it and i think that's something that's overlooked a lot with complaints about jakku and Mm. the fall of the empire like yeah it's only a year after endor but there's still not necessarily everyone still listening to the central command. This is what's left of a very broken up Imperial central command. And we see that with, uh, mm-hmm. with Chidawa because Madrigast is like, yeah, that's he's a, just playing defense. a little warlord. Uh, not everyone's yeah. in on the fake operation center, not fake operation center, but like operation center two, because that's who they're yeah. killing. It's all these Imperials who have not gone over to the new Republic, but they're not taking orders from, um, well, I mean, there's also in... I don't think you've read Aftermath, have you? No. Because, like, Aftermath also reveals that, like, a lot of the fleet is just gone. Like, they just leave, and they're hidden... Like, thousands of ships are just hidden in nebulas and stuff. Um, Like, the selected the selected chosen ones are taken out of the galaxy to form the First Order or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's really annoying that they end up making the Zeist in a new completely new class of ships because they had a ready-made fleet of ships that's like oh they snuck them out of the galaxy and that also would have helped explain why the empire lost all their ships because yeah you know they were scrawled away that's a big fuck up on pablo hidalgo or whomever wrote that 
The Zeistin is definitely my least favorite part of the sequel trilogy. Like, Mm -hmm. even make it a full fleet of resurgences. Or just refit Star Destroyers, refit ISDs. I don't like having that many super weapons of any kind, but... Mm -hmm. uh, That's like the two birds with one stone thing. Because now you have an explanation for where... Like, why the Empire died off so quickly. Their navy was just gone. Yeah. Like, the the big thing for me has always been, like, that breakdown in Central Command is going to be... For an entity like the Empire, which is so focused on uh, mm-hmm. being hierarchical, when mm-hmm. you have that unclear command structure, it different people trying to say they're in charge, like... You get people like Sloane and maybe we'll see something kind of similar happen with Thrawn that kind of put themselves in power. But in Legends, we see uh, how the warlords function. And it's not like Jakku is like a hard end to any Imperial forces existing Mm -hmm. in the galaxy. And Mm -hmm. I think that time period kind of gets... It overlooks the fact that like the Clone Wars, which devastated the galaxy and sets up the next two trillion years of Star Wars books in both continuities is only three years itself. Mm-hmm. So a year's longer than people give it credit for. Oh, yeah, you're, you are right. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. Gaius Rax is one of the kind of ones who emerges mm-hmm. to um, in canon, but I, it's so weird how he's just been kind of completely... Yeah, he gets super sidelined because he's like definitely out of it by... Well, yeah, because he dies, but like he's yeah. in aftermath and not like literally nothing else. I, like I don't think he's even been mentioned. Yeah. Maybe in like a novelization or something, but like, it's just it's weird. Like they're still they're they're still trying clearly to to fix some. I mean, I I do think you're right that a year's longer than people think, but like, the New Republic, going from ragtag to full, you know, galactic government still. It's still hard in a year. Well, they kind of deal with uh, with that in this, where they're still jumping from planet to planet. Like, their government ends up in, like, two or three different places. They're still waiting to get into Coruscant, mm-hmm. uh, which is only off by, like, a couple years in Legends and Canon. It's, what, is it 6 ABY in... 7, maybe? In Legends, and... Yeah, I think 7, maybe. It, it'd be 5, five. 6 ABY here, like, getting just yeah. after Jakku. It happens right after Jakku. Yeah, did uh did Massimato like move a bit too fast, putting up a giant hollow statue of himself? Like, yeah. are are they not supposed to still be pretending to mourn their? Captain yeah, Michaels? and so like, there's Massimato chapters in aftermath, and from what I remember, he doesn't even really want the job. So, yeah, he, uh, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the justification for a Massimato statue. Did, even if it is a hologram, so they probably just like load a different three D model. Maybe they have it as like a Windows desktop thing, where every thirty minutes it just cycles between Palpatine, <laughs> Vader, Massimata. One of those random guys chilling with him in the Death Star too. <laughs> it just goes to that picture of the, uh, like the viziers and everything. Yeah. Well, we'll say Pestage is in canon now as well. He was like he was. Uh... Say Pestage was pretty big in Aftermath, from what I remember. Which is kind of cool. Did I even have notes saved for this? Let me just check my notes. It's been so long. We've we skipped over big portions of the book. One thing I was wondering, um, you know how 
uh, Will puts that call home and then they get attacked later. Yeah. Was that because of Will's call? I, I thought it was hinting at that. Yeah, I, I think it probably was. Mm-hmm. But there's also the thing where, like, Holmes sent the people for the recovery later. So they were going to get involved regardless. It was going to happen. No, but I mean, like, when the buzz droids came. or yeah. Like, because it, it, it seemed to be that there was some sort of operational, like, security break. And I thought the hint was that it was kind of Will's fault. But then it doesn't really... Well, I think it, it was hinting that it was Will's fault for doing, like, for trying to talk to everyone all the time and giving so many details about his life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if anyone has, if you work in, like, a a call center or anything, they tell you never give out your information, even if you're collecting mm-hmm. other people's, because that's very unsafe. Uh, so Will really needs to take that into account. He's very generous with other people's security as well as his own. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then it we've also got Blink there, and maybe she was kind of doing what Quell was doing. Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it probably would have been Blink. I, I forgot about that reveal. Well, when I read the reveal, I was like, how long has this been going on? Because they did Blink's mm. funeral pretty recently as well. Mm. And it would have been the kind of thing that if she was actually passing information that maybe Quell would have heard about. So that would have been... Yeah. I do like... I remember reading, because Quell's on the, the ship. Uh, I was like, why doesn't she just blow it up if she feels that way? But it's, it is like ultimate... And she later addresses that where like... Yeah, she could have blown it up, but, like, even... I think there's, like, the theme that, like, nobody... Like, everyone wants to kind of live, like... Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Quell is racked with guilt and, like, more racked in the fact that she's a coward because, like, she only left because she was told to. But, like, yeah. even then, it's not enough for her because she could have wiped out... You know, like, she had access to the ship's reactor. She could have wiped out all of the 181st, but she doesn't. Yeah. And she keeps telling herself, like, oh, I shouldn't because... Or the reason I'm not doing this isn't because I'm afraid to. It's because, oh, what if that fails and there's mm-hmm. no extra steps? So there was but that. also, like, she wants to like, protect her pilots. Yeah. Like, also, Hera fucks up so many times. Like, I'd be so frustrated if I were, like, sabotaging the ship. I, you give Hera, like, ten chances, she just can't finish. Yeah. Stuff kept coming up. There, there was more important stuff to do, like, not destroying... Tudawa and mm-hmm. uh, going, like thinking about missing out on a Starhawk because hers got destroyed in squadrons, and so mm-hmm. she's stuck on this Deliverance. Very yeah. sad. Yeah, I like the uh, the duel between Will and Keys as well. Yeah, I see. I'm glad he survived that. But then I don't think they needed to have the two chapters of him being possibly exploded right after as well. Because mm. there was a bit of that in Shadowfall as well. This is one of the things that I think uh, did bother me about the book is there was a bit too much of like, oh, are they dead? <laughs> no, they're mm. not. Because there was like Kairos did that, Quell did that. There's been multiple points where they each think that multiple of them could be dead. I'm okay mm. with the ones where it's like uh, you don't get the resolution to what they're happening yet. And that's the kind of mystery of are they alive or not, like Chast at the at the end of the battle. But like, there's a few points where it's like, oh, Will is definitely 100% dead right now. Oh, <laughs> no, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I like the moment where like, it's, it's brutal when he crashes and like, he's just like strafing it, like yeah. strafing his position. Um, 
And I mean, this book is very melodramatic as well. Um, but like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it, it serves this book a lot better than it serves the first one where it's like, I don't know if all that melodrama was earned, but like when you're on, you know, when you're at the battle of Jakku and there's like the empires crumbling around you or like when you're on Coruscant and your commander's dying, you get away with a lot more melodrama Yeah. than like, it's your first night with these characters in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the melodrama, you kind of see why it is that way here whereas in mm -hmm. alphabet squadron and even like the first half of Shadowfall, it's less clear what you're dealing with so it does feel a little bit more uh mm -hmm. does this warrant what we're getting mm -hmm. uh but that's why i've only got uh alphabet squadron i think a tier lower than Shadowfall in this book mm -hmm. so we also got a uh we got an akbar water reference he said fleets like he saw the fleets like tides yeah well, there's the acknowledgments that thank the uh, the X-wing books, and that's the that's the the place where Akbar water references just come. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't read the hard copies. I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he specifically thanks Michael Stackpole and Aaron Austin for proving that Starfighter books could work. And mm -hmm. yeah, we got uh, and we got Kraken as well back at his old uh, yeah. head of security. Or head of intelligence job, which yeah. is nice. Cracking open some Imperials with the boys. Mm-hmm. Getting the old dossier completed. Mm-hmm. Gonna bring that up at Corin's trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I like the part where they go on that planet, the droid planet. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just reading my notes here. And I, one of my notes is, droids and humans, this is the future liberals want. Because <laughs> they're like, it's like the empire and they're like oh, look what the rebels have done the droids are like living with the humans and shit and it's just like uh how did you think about the uh portrayal of the imps like i i'm kind of mixed because i do like that they're presented at people but like at some point they're like i think they're a little too like loving of each other and like they're always like holding hands or like you know staying up late and like talking and stuff or whatever when it's like they're they're genociding things and like I, maybe that's the message but like i don't know i don't know if i buy that's how people work i i think it, i think it is like yeah they're genociding people but they don't see them like maybe they do see themselves as the bad guys at this point but like that mm -hmm. doesn't mean the rest of their day they're spent they're sitting there twirling their mustaches thinking hey hey like no one thinks especially going into it that they're the bad guys and with mm -hmm. operation cinder or Endor, like or alderaan there are these points where like a lot of them are kind of realizing we're on the wrong side and we're doing these things but at their core they're still going to be thinking of themselves as good people but mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of what the book is trying to get to and that's why keys kind of has more trouble getting to the point that quell gets to where like there has to be some level of responsibility. Like, the question of where does this stop has to start with them taking responsibility for, or them actually stopping before anyone can decide where does the, uh, mm -hmm. the limits of justice come in. But to get there, you also can't necessarily have them be uh, just mustache twirlingly evil at all points of their day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess part of me feels like something would happen to you after you do so much. 
Yeah, but they're, those are their their co-conspirators as well. Those are the people that are like, we've got each other's backs. It's us against the galaxy. Civilian mm-hmm. lives don't matter anymore. We're willing to pay with those for our freedom. Like, they're doing all these things while in while they're in the midst of committing these atrocities and that's how mm-hmm. throughout human history that's how the people committing those atrocities have seen themselves and justified their actions or like at best it's saying oh this is i have no choice if i didn't do this someone else would but then you go far enough up the chain of command and they're like they're all making the same excuse mm-hmm. and very few of them are not going to go and hang out with their friends and act like they're still normal people I think it's a little too easy to label them all as like, to, and I know it doesn't do that, but like, I don't know. I, like, I, I think there's more than just like the evilness of the actions on the person there. Like, I think, I think to to to, to get to that level, even in the Empire, you got to have like some sort of serious personality flaw, like Quell does. Yeah, it, and that's why we kind of see how differently she used to act among the Imperials versus how she acts after going to the other side and kind of Mm -hmm. being forced to come to terms, at least internally with the fact that she did these things and like, not everyone's doing these things Mm because there is kind of, when that is your entire world, there is going to be kind of a sense of like, Oh, what I'm doing, this is just standard. It normalizes it for for them. Mm -hmm. And that'd be part of what exposing it is. Like there's always been horrible people doing horrible shit uh, or horrible shit being done and people just kind of get on with whatever they're doing, whether they're uh, just kind of sitting around while it happens elsewhere or whether they're actively participating it. Like, mm-hmm. it's very clear to do those scenes, like the night after they have just burned everyone on a planet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I do get it. Like, maybe they all go and cry in their room afterwards because they realize the gravity of what they're doing. But mm-hmm. when they're around each other, they're either distracted or uh, kind of with people who they know are going through the same thing that they are. Maybe some are more pro what they're doing than others. But it, you, I think part of the message of the book is like, there's not ever going to be a clear sign of like this person is evil and hasn't atoned and this person is evil and has atoned and this person's not evil and mm. that's going to be clear in their actions like you can have a yeah serial killer i guess, clown I guess that's maybe going i'm thinking like parties. i guess the question is like to what degree like how serious do you think this indoctrination is and like i don't know it's I mean, I'm not indoctrinated to, to, to too many things, um, but uh, just our know, good I, friends I, over at Skillshare. Yeah, invite Ramen. <laughs> uh, I hey, I did a Skillshare promo today actually, but um, I don't know. It, it's because they talk about you know a lot of Imperials left after Operation Cinder after the Death Star, so it's like the people that are remaining. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's an interesting question. Yeah, but, like, they're the people who are left. But that's not their whole day. It's just part of who they are. (laughs) They read a lot. They journal. Yeah. Some of them have Twitter accounts. A lot that I've seen lately. All of them have parlor accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, I, I get what you're saying, but, like, I think part of what the book's doing is kind of getting at, like, you can't expect evil to always be Palpatine's wrinkly face. Right? No, like, you can't, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, they're so in deep at this point. Like, I, I think there's a limit to indoctrination. There's a limit to how much you can write off as military and being with your brothers and sisters and yeah yeah but i don't know it, it's interesting and it's not a complaint i have with the book it's just something i, w- I wasn't sure about i guess but there's a lot but, of that with like uh with nazi germany towards the end stages of the war as well mm-hmm. where like a lot of towns that were near concentration camps at the very least like there's questions of how much everyone knew but there mm-hmm. were a lot of towns that had the mass graves in and next to them and you could smell the bodies Mm-hmm. But how complicit are those people? Like, that's kind of more what it's getting to. The point yeah. that it's getting to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My next note is a much more interesting one. I wrote TIE Turbo Laser. Did you pick that up? No. There's a TIE with a Turbo Laser on it. Well, there's also the TIEs with the hyperspace rings, which they mm-hmm. apparently use a couple times. So Yeah. Uh, well, they got the, the junkyard TIEs. And yeah. Glad the TIE Turbo's back. Did we? Why didn't we get like a couple tie advance and? Uh, yeah, I was waiting for like a defender or something. We get very. We get like every New Republic starfighter under the sun, but the Imperials, it's like all tie fighters basically. Kind of mm-hmm. rude. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like we they have the T seventy. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that has that shown up this early before. Mm, I don't think so. Let me see. I don't really remember it. I don't think it's in Aftermath or anything. Because it, it's just the it's the T-70, right, that she has? Mm-hmm. Prototype, yeah. 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 But... Yeah. Eh, don't bother me. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I was just trying to see if the timeline on that had been established before. I don't think so. Well, there we go. Um, my other question is, did you, okay, so remember when Will crashes and he's rescued by, um, the Imperial? Yep. I thought that was Del Mico at first, for sure. But then I remembered he, he's not wearing his Imperial outfit at that point anymore. I thought it was intended to be one of the, uh, maybe one of the 204th, I guess 204th would know him more intimately than just saying, oh, we've heard of you, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just but thought yeah, it was he one was, of the, He would have been... He was out of his stuff at that point. Yeah. But I thought that was a good ending for his character. Like, he you know, he put in the effort. He got saved. Yeah. <laughs> just but uh, maybe not have him have two close calls in the same mm-hmm. section. So what did you think about... Because there's, there's the ending, and then there's the real ending. Like, there's a flash forward, like, what, five years or something? Uh, or ten yeah, years? Yeah, six years later... Will's a senator. Um, Chas and um, and what's her name are together, which is kind of something they hinted at in the last book, which I liked. Um, I I think I like I liked most of that. Like I think it was realistic. Like whereas like Chas is really struggling for a while, and like she's definitely happier now. Like with like with Erica, but like I still think she's dealing with a lot. Like she doesn't get a completely happy end. Um. 
Yeah, like they're all still dealing with. Even Will is kind of. Mm-hmm. He's having nightmares, staying up, and. Well, they lost like a he, lot of people. Like, yeah. especially like, like they lost basically two, two or three ships worth of people. Yeah. Like everyone on the Lodestar died. Everyone on their, you know, prior missions died. Most people on the Star Destroyer died. Yeah. And Erica is thinking, like, oh, also all those Imperials I served with, maybe I won't bring them up, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which I liked. Um, I, I also like the melodramatic... I, I, like, I like the the end of the Battle of Jakku where, like, they're saying each other's names and stuff, like the names of their fallen. It's just like, this, is, this shit's so pointless, but, like, at this point, we just got to finish it, which I thought yeah. was kind of... Like, it's like, we're beyond any real reason of fighting each other. It's just like, we just got to finish it now. Yeah. Well, Will even says, like, I think it's Will. Like, why don't we just leave them at Jakku? Mm-hmm. And I get what he's saying, but, like, the Imperials aren't massing their forces to just say, this is our planet, and <laughs> we're now... We like sand. <laughs> we are now the Empire of Jakku. <laughs> Spice must flow. <laughs> <laughs> like they they were definitely going to attack everyone around them and oh yeah yeah for sure so like, i i sympathize with where will's coming from but there was still going to be a star war yeah and i i don't know i i don't like that will didn't go in the last battle they needed him like i get i guess he's doing he's the only person who's really putting his like personal ethics above like you know the team i guess if more imps had done that it would have turned out differently yeah and he's still helping sort of but well he's helping in a more non-combatant role but he does uh accidentally stop the ship from blowing up sort of yeah ship mostly does still blow up yeah no it blows up and uh i i, I do like how uh how Hera escapes with the ghost too it is kind of weird that she gets to reserve just a whole hangar yeah. that they stumble on earlier for her personal mm-hmm. ship but i don't know if it's common practice for the commanders to like cordon off uh an entire I mean, bay for just the one probably thrawn it has like it was one. a bigger one thrawn has a personal bay that he usually keeps like whatever bullshit he's working on well it if seemed like it was his... a pretty sizable bay like not just one like an well it was for their the it was side. for their their ground stuff and they didn't have any ground okay. troops to be Fair ground enough. like they don't have any tnt I'll give Hera a pass this time, but if I hear that anymore. But, um, uh, I also like how Nath just fucked off. Like, he's like, this is bullshit. I'm not fighting anymore. Yeah, he just does full circle back to where he was. Mm-hmm. Will says, you're kind of not a good person. Yeah. yeah. Did you pick up, like, they definitely open up the possibility for, like, a spinoff book with Nath and all his, like, new friends. Yeah, all the Imperials, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I was I was hoping Will would go with them and kind of be their, their moral guide or something, but mm-hmm. maybe he'll show up. I am kind of happy he wasn't at the last meeting because it would have felt a bit too contrived. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we all had an Alphabet Squad reunion and like Butterfly Kairos flew in or something. I did think at first that it would just be <laughs> Kairos that wasn't there, but... <laughs> what did she Kairos turn into? Is... That was probably the biggest disappointment for me. I was expecting more of an answer for Kairos. Yeah. Like, I think overall her story worked out well. And I would have been probably happier with like a metaphorical, this is me coming out of my chrysalis and I'm a new yeah. person now. And maybe down the road she 
comes out of whatever her species actual chrysalis is and becomes whatever. But the fact that she just like starts dripping scales in front of Yurika, like, well, it's it's, it's just like gross. in books one and two they paint they paint her as very important. So I was waiting for like, why is it because she's a really good fighter? Like, yeah, or maybe that was just what's his name's like personal connection, Aiden's yeah. connection with her. Yeah, I it guess. was that was mostly just the personal connection between like her like, Ido and Kane, mm-hmm. but Karen, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I was. I'm glad we got like the look at her home world, but mm-hmm. I do wish we kind of like I just is she a butterfly? Is she a human? Does she like drop her scales and become a human? Because Erica was saying she did look kind of fleshy though. So <laughs> her home world was creepy, man. Yeah, I I don't like it, it's I don't want to go there. No, it had like a almost like Lovecraftian vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that we get to revisit out of all of them. Kairos maybe have something just. More on what Kara she's just doing. Catching bugs in her web. Yeah. It was like having uh, Will's Truth and Reconciliation project going forward. That would be kind of nice to have in the background, maybe. I don't know if it needs like a, a full book. Maybe Nath's thing could be interesting. Maybe a video game as you're uh, playing as Nath's merry band of people. It's like a. Oh, did he die? You're still in No, I'm still here. Okay. What happened? Your camera died. Oh, let's see if I can fix it. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, the uh, we could have. Let me let me pitch this to you. What's that shitty pirate game? Uh, sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, but instead it's Star Wars Sea of Thieves specifically as Nath Tencent. Yeah. No, that sounds great. What do you think? Hey, we got another co-host. Yeah, I, I was going to get Murphy. Uh, no, I, I think uh, maybe not Sea of Thieves, but maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, like something. It's adorable. Like, there, there is possibility for that story. Like, I know you're kind of memeing, but. No, I, the form is memeing, but I, I, I yeah. do think that I do agree with you. And I, I do. I do think it was on purpose as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Murph? <laughs> sorry sorry audio only listeners I, I just picked my dog up on. no any uh any more thoughts though uh i don't think i have any more specific topics to bring up if you want to maybe jump to some emails sure let me just i got on my phone so just one second Okay, right. so we didn't have as many as I thought, guys, considering we went like four weeks, but... Yeah, how our... dare you not do your jobs, everyone, while we're taking time off. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think the first one, what was the last day? I can't remember how far back we are. Uh, mm. I think I can actually... No, I don't know the password. I'll Congratulations to TapCap Transmissions and at rank 220 on the Apple Podcast TV and film chart in Poland. Come on, Poland, step it up. Uh, so we got one from Parker. He says, after Crimson Empire, did you get... Did you feel that the ending was good enough for a version of Star Wars Clint Eastwood? For... Uh, Kirk Hanos. Yeah. 
Well, apparently it's good enough for a mislabeled action figure that's now been corrected, (laughs) at least. So that was something we could have brought up at the start. Yeah. But it was very timely. And I still didn't, excuse me, I still didn't realize until someone pointed it out to me. Hmm. So. Yeah. Who was expecting, was it Black Series? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't expecting either of them to get one. So having a combined Kirkanos, Carnor, Jax, there's something about like the the playing a foil for each other, uh, identity of Carnor and Kerr and what they've been through. I think that I think yeah. it was just all a metaphor for their experience in those comics. Totally. Uh, we got a quite long email from Aaron. I'm just gonna pick one because we do have a few questions to go through. Um, one interesting difference between Star Wars and BSG, Battlestar Galactic Universe, has to be uh, how Starfighters maneuver in space. Uh, BSG Vipers you use retro thrusters and whatnot. Um, where, sorry, my, my voice is really starting to struggle now. Where Star Wars has fighter jet style. Which do you prefer? Personally, I think BSG proves your G can be visually exciting and interesting in space. Yeah, I, I agree. BSG has really cool fighter battles. Um, oh, my throat's starting to go. Um, especially like sorry i'm actually dying uh especially the launching and the yeah i don't know it's they're both cool do you have one that you prefer yeah i kind of like that star wars has a bit less on the technical side uh i feel like the more rules you pile onto star wars for it the harder it's going to be for different authors to deal with it consistently so i'm I'm kind of okay with being Mm -hmm. uh I think the end result is a bit just more simplistic, and I think that yeah, kind of is part of it. Um, Jacob asks, okay, are you con- okay? I'll get this next one. You get the one after that. Okay. Uh, are you guys concerned that Disney is going to insert too much content between the uh, originals and the sequels? Uh, if they have like a Thrawn threat and whatever else threat, basically, is the current canon allowing of these big events, or is it going to be a problem? I think I think it's fine. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing that's really been established in the sequel trilogy that preempts uh, kind of mm-hmm. fleshing out the uh, development and fall of the New Republic and the emergence of the First Order and like maybe Leia starts off what becomes the Resistance by like being one of the more active and saying we need to actively pursue threats against the Empire. Like, I think there's still a lot more room for that because like the First Order is separate from the empire enough that you don't need to worry about like oh have we crushed the empire too much or too little Mm -hmm. by the time the sequels roll around because we have a good 30 years of time there like we know the new republic had a considerable fleet we know that like the radis was formerly a new republic ship for uh because like there's there's a good amount of of development (laughs) yeah there's a good amount of development that happens like they had a reason to build all this stuff before Mm -hmm. they decided okay maybe we're we're done because like legends goes through the same thing where by the start of the Yuuzhan Vong War, they've made all these giant weapons, but they're also kind of phasing things out. A lot's been mothballed. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think there is a lot of room there. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially if there are more characters, like uh, kind of like what we got here, where we can explore different people's stories. We do know a lot more about what happens with some of the kind of big-name OT characters. There's less to do with the Jedi. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be the thing where it's most limited is like, we know Jet Luke's Jedi Academy doesn't really take off very well. We know it uh, kind of goes up in flames and when it goes up in flames. But other than mm. that, it is a fairly open. Yeah, period. the big the biggest issue right now is Bloodline, but that's just a book they've written around books before. Yeah. 
Good question, though. Do you want to get the next one? Uh, so this is from Attilus, who says, According to Shadowfall, two members of Vanguard were killed in the Battle of Cerberus System shortly after the events of Squadrons. Which two do you think they are? Neither is Frisk. He's mentioned by name in the book. Do you think they're some of the five members in Squadrons, or do you think there are other members of Vanguard we don't know about, and they were just split mm. off from the rest of the Squadron during the event of Squadrons? I think they're probably meant to be others. Yeah. Because, yeah, Attila mentions here, like, there are only five in Squadrons, so I think it's probably a fair assumption that there were mm-hmm. uh, more off-screen Squadron members, and just yeah. within the scope of what you're doing in Squadrons, it makes sense to uh, go beyond it. Joel asked this question. I think we kind of answered just about whether the fall of the empire is making more sense. And yeah, they're, they're, they're getting there. I think, and they could still add a lot of more warlords and stuff. So yeah, especially if they are because they do seem to be talking about the empire as separate from these kind of uh, Chidawa style break off individual planets or sectors. And there are other imperial groups that we kind of do know already are out there. So I, I think it, it's pretty. Uh open-ended no, I, and I agree. how it can be dealt with i think that's I one of my biggest things with the new canon where i think there was a bit too much of a sky is falling mentality mm-hmm. uh where like i think i think we're okay with that it, it's probably gonna be fine mm-hmm. uh what's next Good one from paul um he's got three questions here uh well his his third point is that uh his mother and mother-in-law he convinced her to read the Revenge of the Sith novelization and she loved it. Now she's reading the X-Wing books. That's hilarious. <laughs> you should tweet that to Michael Stackpole. I think he'd really enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah. Um, he asked about Star Wars Science of Adventure uh, science adventure books. I mean, I've never heard of those. Um, he says they're yeah. pretty obscure. I'll look into them, but I mean, we're not going to say no to anything, but I'd say Science Adventure is not on our uh, must-cover. Yeah. Then he asks. Well, who knows how long we'll go on for? Maybe, maybe it will be. Maybe yeah. we'll do it next week. Um, let us know what you guys want us to do next week. By the way, tapcaptureinvasion.gmail.com. Uh, he asks. Uh, I'd like to. He points out that a character in droids, which is it, droids? No, it's Ewoks. That's going on Disney Plus now, right? Is a there's a character named Kaibo Ren, which yes is very similar to Kylo Ren. Uh, next email is from Flying Sniper, who sent us a meme which I can't get up on screen. It is a good meme. Uh, yeah, it's it's David Bowie and is that Kirk Canos? Uh, is that supposed to be Luke? No, that's it, I think Luke. It's Luke. It's Luke. Yeah, because there are a few people who end up looking like Bowie and like each other. He, in he does Empire. look a lot like Bowie. Like, yeah, <laughs> Bowie kind of looks like my mom in that picture. It's like kind of meaner looking i think everyone's mom kind of looks like bowie at times yeah yeah for sure uh then our the next hair. question is uh from adadeo who wants to know if we would like to make 40 dollars yes. every 10 minutes we can get 100 yes. percent free access to the same secret trick that they're using uh in passive online income wait so his email's adeo but he's signing off as larry k Larry King is emailing us from beyond the grave. Caesar's <laughs> wow. huh. huh. uh, asking, good evening, Eck. I want to know your opinion on something related to the Mandalorian. If Moff Gideon wasn't a skill Sorry, fighter. Corey, shut up. Okay, you want to read it? 
Go. No, sorry, I'm sorry. How do you think he beat Bo-Katan and claimed the Darksaber? I think we'll probably find that out in a in a different separate story, right? Like I, I mean, don't think that was Gideon's not a bad fighter, but yeah. He definitely didn't he definitely didn't take it. What he did is he probably led the Siege of Mandalore or not the Siege, whatever the new there's some sort of new Imperial attack on Mandalore, and I assume well, we know he was the commander there, so I guess yeah, he, he got it through nefarious. He plundered it, probably. Means. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good one from Luke. I think you should read. Uh, Luke says, I want to say I love Tap Capture's missions. Leave, listening to you has become a weekly routine for me, which I look forward to each week. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> only recently noticed in the X-Wing novels, Isard has two different color eyes. One blue to depict her icy cold personality, while the other is red to convey her fiery hot fits of rage. I'd love it if That's you true. mentioned it on true. the podcast, as I've never heard anyone all mention it before. Uh, I'll leave you with a meme I made. Isard in her clone after being outsmarted by Rogue Squadron. It's <laughs> picture of two animals. It's a oh, it's a cat and a dog with each of different color eyes. What's that called again? Hetero uh, heterochromia Chromia or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I'd have to go back and read the books. I don't think I ever picked up on that. It's kind of subtle. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I do wish like that would be something that like I wish they did play it up a bit more because like we. Should we you completely be having missed different it. personalities? Yeah, we, we completely missed it in our original go-over of the books. But maybe we'll revisit the X-Wing books at some point and kind of see what we can get from that. Like, see mm-hmm. if we pick on or pick up on any of those kind of Easter eggs. Yeah. But our next questions uh, from Attila has got again. a couple. Uh, his, most, his second one, which I got open now, so I'll just read seems short what happened to the pursuer which is the star destroyer in alphabet one i assume it was just destroyed at pan and i but yeah yeah um, i think it gets kind of scuttled yeah it was already in rough shape yeah like all the imperial just, stuff kind of gets mentioned as being like patched together for the 16th time sorry uh, I just he's noticed. also asking about the new separatist union in the book, do you think it'd have something to do with Kalani? And also, do you think Nath could show up in another piece of media, which we kind of just talked about? Yeah, I'm... I don't know. Like, there's definitely going to be... I do like the idea that, like, now that the New Republic's in control, all these, like, jackasses are showing back up with, like, their cults and their unions. Ooh. Shit like that. Did you just, like, channel Jeff Bezos or something? Yeah, it was supposed to be. Somewhere mm. Jeff Bezos just like woke up and in a cold sweat. What the hell? I just got 10,000 Twitch Prime subs. Sick. Wow. <laughs> Jeff Bezos just streams on Twitch so he can get his money back. <laughs> hey, that's how you get rich, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't know if it's meant to be like the CIS resurgent. What if the, the next set of books after... Uh, after the sequel trilogy is about the new CIS, that'd be, that'd be fun. Kalani really still around? The super battle droid or super yeah, the tactical droid, right? droid. Yeah, I thought Kalani died, but I that's not one of my stronger points. I guess not. Well, I remember uh, our... you're watching Rebels now, aren't you? Yeah, slowly. Did you get to that episode yet? No, we're, I think we're barely into season two, because we started yeah, watching like... Supernatural. That might be season four. 
We could do an episode on season on Supernatural next. That'd be really fun. Season five. Uh, but our last oh, wait, question no, season today. Season five of Clone Wars. There's not five seasons of. Oh, no, sorry. just the four. Yeah. Sadly, until Rangers of the New Republic. Mm-hmm. I forgot just how prominent Ahsoka is in Rebels and like how early she shows up. Because like I always thought of it as like one of the later show things. Was like no, mm-hmm. she's there pretty much right away. But it's kind of like the opposite. Like she shows up early, but she's. For what I think her entrance is a bit subdued, but she kind of she's not in a, too much like after those first few arcs, I guess. No, but, but I thought it was like a big reveal later, but it, no. I did think it was kind of weird. It's a big weird. reveal when they find her again. Yeah, because she gets stuck. <laughs> I did think it was kind of weird that it was. Uh, it seemed like Hera was going, or Freed was going out of his way to mention Kanan by name, because. Mm-hmm. I think Hera keeps referring to her as, or to him as my husband and Jason's mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the name Kanan ever gets actually written in the book. Mm-hmm. I'd have to, I'd have to control F it, but I don't think it does. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder why. Maybe she's not come to terms with it yet, but. Could be. Uh, but our final email here from Nick who says, really enjoying the podcast in the discussion about Victoria's Price. Just wanted to comment on something Eck was mentioning, re-indoctrination. It's not so much that they're indoctrinated, that they need to believe what they're doing. There's something seen among those who commit atrocities in the real world. Pretty much every case, atrocities are committed based on a lie. Even a lot of people who participate in the atrocities don't even necessarily believe the reasoning behind the crimes. However, once they participate in the actions, they need to believe the lie, because otherwise they have to face and accept that they committed mass murder and genocide based on something that was fundamentally false. And that is just something extraordinarily difficult for people to accept. Thanks for the feedback. I think you got some good points there. Yeah. yeah. Final rating time. Corey, you're Final already two years away. I, yeah. Uh, this is going in my D tier. Like, <laughs> didn't like it very much. Uh, no, I, I, it's, it's in the S tier for me. I'm, I, I'm not going to be worrying about sorting my tiers internally, mm-hmm. but I really love it. Uh, <laughs> love the trilogy. Sad it's over, but I spent a year looking forward to this book coming up, and it didn't disappoint. So, oh yeah, me too. How about you? S tier, S tier for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought you'd Why? be putting it like maybe A, because I don't think you put uh, Shadowfall or Alphabet in S. Mm. I it was my favorite this. of them. So okay, like the Battle of Jakku was part of it. The the it got original music for the audiobook that was really good too, and I oh. think that's well, yeah. That is pretty epic. Yeah. It was really like, uh, really well done. Yeah. So any, uh, any thoughts before we go on, on next week that popped into your mind? No, I'm still not sure what we're going to do guys. If you've got feedback, let us know. I, I, we had something, but I don't remember. I mean, we could do Jedi Prince. We could, um, well, I feel like before we get into another juvenile book series and I'm not using that as a derogatory term. I'm just using the classification system that's that exists. It, take it up with uh, with other people, not me. Uh, we should probably finish Young Jedi Knights before we get into anything else that's Young Reader. Mm-hmm. But okay, well we'll figure it out. But yeah, give us feedback, send us an email. Let me check podcast reviews because it, it it has been a moment. I refuse to talk to you outside of the podcast, so we need to decide now what we're doing next week. Listen, I'll tell you what you're, what we're doing, and you'll listen. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't feel good to say. 
Uh, if you I'll have see. questions for next week, regardless of what we decide to do, we'll be tweeting that out as soon as we have an answer. You can follow us on Twitter at TapCalfPodcast. Uh, and you can email <laughs> us at TapCalfTransmissions at gmail.com. Uh, there's some good new reviews. Um, okay. Let me see. Uh, these guys are kind of cool, I guess. Five out of five. A Harry true. Potter podcast that effectively ties in some Star Wars jokes. Great lineup of sleazy guests, comma, example, British Jab of the Hut. Maybe sometimes, five out of five. Uh, Consider me bristled, says this podcast really bristles my stringy whiskers the right way, if you know what I mean. Listening to Yellow Dog Man and fake Star Wars Explained unload a dump of an absolute dump truck of lore is the highlight of my week. It's such a relief that it's the only Star Wars podcast out there that's actually decent. Or no, sorry. It's such a relief that the only Star Wars podcast out there is actually decent. Uh, and then someone <laughs> says it does the job. Excellent show. Could probably use tighter focus. Guys, see if you can beat that for the next episode. Those are really good. Consider me bristled. Oh, sorry. That's not the guy's name. That's the, the subject. Anyway, excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent. Really well done. Our last email is from someone who's conveniently named Victory Surprise. Wow, what a coincidence. Wait, what? Oh, the yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you shut the fuck up? Like, I'm trying here. I'm sick. Um, you can't use that excuse for a month straight. Like, come on. Dude, I'm I'm, st- I'm still sick. I still am sick. Okay, fine. I'm fine. going to bed. I'm going to bed immediately after this. Okay. Well, uh, there are a few that's... more reviews I found as well. Well, one more. Um, and this one I should point out because he used our word in the latest episode the great dyad Justin Eckhart's ladder and Corey Corey loses talk about the great Star Wars book the dark saber which has the ghost of Callista and Jedi Master Luke Skywalker make sleazy moves on each other for better or worse best and only Star Wars podcast anything else is fake news hmm. there's more of that I, I checked a new site for podcasts because they're they're not like they're not all on one place so to describe this in one word epic if you're like me uh, the diamond between these two is the, thank you very much irish phoenix um well what word should we use for this week should we ask people to work in chitness is that can i feel like that chitness yeah is that how you say it? i used to say chitness well yeah that, that's that's correct mine's wrong but okay uh if you could work in chitness or if you could work in uh, um, scab, I'd like that. Mm, no. Really? After a union talk? Oh, scab. Yeah. I thought you said gab. It's like, no. No, scab. Or okay. like, if you could work in like, hmm. if you could work in strange as a noun. That would be really good. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. We're now we're now we're putting qualifiers on the words. That's that's a new level for us. I also gave them like five options. So, is this the first time? I feel like it's only been like once or twice that anyone's ever actually done this, and we just keep talking about it for way too much time. This is probably what uh, what Bristles was talking about when <laughs> when they said we lose focus. That was somebody else who said that. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Bristles would never insult us like that. <laughs> okay. Well, part of why I didn't realize that is because I, I didn't have tight enough focus 
So, either way, that is going to be a visual it scanning tonight. loser. That was in the first draft of episode four. But good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Remember, Tap Calf is here for you.